Hello, and welcome back to the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier. And in today's episode, I sit down with Dan Cooper, who's the team leader of the Dan Cooper Group with Royal LePage Real Estate Services Limited based out of Oakville and Burlington, Ontario. Now, Dan has built a stellar reputation as a leader in the Ontario real estate market, being ranked the number one producer nationally seven times and having closed over 4,400 transactions in his nearly 30 years in the business. Dan shares how to turn a database of 250 people into a successful business, how to get your clients ready to purchase when the economy opens back up, and a major must-do for your marketing spend as a brand new agent. You're also going to hear how Dan is currently strategizing during the pandemic and how being an eternal optimist has been the key for managing uncertainty over nearly 30 years in the real estate business. So stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. Hello and welcome back to the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier, and I'm very, very excited to be sitting down with a, um, a gentleman from Southern Ontario. He's one of the classiest guys I know in the real estate business, one of the most successful real estate agent brokers in the history of Canadian real estate. His name's Dan Cooper from the Dan Cooper Group in Oakville, Royal LePage. Thank you so much for being on our podcast, sir. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate it. Love to be here. You know, this podcast is about trying to figure out what creates a peak result in someone's life. And um, there's a magic elixir. There's some kind of cave that people who have success are taken to that we don't know how they achieve this success. So my podcast is about trying to dig deep into people's lives to figure out what's enabled them, enabled them to have success in, in any particular area of their life. Yours, um, you've had extreme success in real estate. You've sold You've closed over 4,400 transactions in your career, over two, probably closing in on two and a half billion dollars worth of residential real estate. And um, been number one nationally seven times, held that position multiple years in a row. Um, so if you don't mind, let's get started with those numbers. And, and <clears throat> how did you get started in this crazy business of real estate? I don't know, Richard. I mean, uh... I don't know. I think uh, I found real estate. It didn't find me. I, 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 when I graduated from university, I mean, if I backtrack, I, I, I went and did a four-year commerce degree and I did it kind of like a general business degree because I knew I wanted business and I knew I love sales. I just didn't know where my, my match would be. But even when I was in university, I was trading in real estate. I was buying and selling homes and uh, fixing them up, filling them full of students, uh, you know, selling them in the spring, making a few bucks just to get me through school. So I wasn't new to the industry even when in my early 20s. And so maybe that's what created this whole uh, you know, lifelong venture into real estate. But I actually graduated and went into the pharmaceutical field for eight years. <clears throat> and so I was, uh, and maybe that was a good training ground, to be honest, because I did sales, marketing, public relations, medical sciences, liaison. I was even in product management a little. And, uh, you know, there's, there's training, there's experience, you know, you grow up a little in a corporate environment. 
and you basically learn how to deal with people. And so when I jumped into real estate, it was, it was interesting because I never thought about selling real estate. You know, I didn't mind uh, investing in it and, and, and doing that, but I never thought about being a real estate agent. But at the time, I saw that nobody was really doing it well. There was no real marketing going on. Nobody had teams. Uh, it wasn't looked at as a real business. And that was the opportunity. So when I got into the business, I started growing my team basically out of the starting gate. So I had admin and my first buyer's agent probably within the first year in the business. So, and it wasn't easy because I got into the business in 1990, which was the beginning of a recession. So, you know, much like we have a bit of a setback right now, we've had setbacks over the years and maybe setbacks are good because it makes you a little stronger because you have to make things happen because we had a downwardly moving market from 1990 to 1996 and it was a bad recession. Prices were down maybe 32, 33%. And we also had high interest rates. Interest rates were trading at around 11 to 12%. So very hard to put deals together. And so, um, it was tough, tough slugging in the beginning. And basically I figured how to sell real estate and, I think year over year, we, we were growing our business probably 10 to 15% per year. And I've been in the business 30 years now. And you're right. We've been on number one in the country seven times. And I think I was number two, seven times. I guess I took a day off those years. <laughs> well, you, I think what's, um, you know, I said to you, you're an enigma because very few people um, survive in real estate, never mind thrive. And that's why I was so excited to have you on today. Um, when you look back at the evolution of this business, um, can you look deep inside and figure what were the key differentiators that you saw that you've created that has enabled you to have this type of success? There's something special and I'm trying to dig that out of you. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess growing up, I came from the school of hard knocks. I didn't have a lot of handouts. Uh, you know, there was no freebies, with my family, even though they may have had some money, they didn't, you know, I had to make my own thing happen. So when I graduated, it was, I had to, whatever I did, it was me. So um, I guess that makes you hungry. And you, you, getting into the business in 1990, as I suggested, uh, it was a tough market to begin with. So only the strong survived. And so I had to make it happen. There was no second chance, you know, who was gonna, I didn't have a, a safety net, so to speak. So, um, I don't know. I just learned the basics really well. And I've always been a street smart kind of guy and I've always loved dealing with people. So there's a lot of different people in real estate. There's not one makeup that will make you successful. I mean, you can come at this from 20 different angles and do well in this business, but I think you have to be perseverant. You have to be very disciplined in your approach. You have to have a plan. Um, Big thing, you have to be driven. And, and above all that, the last word I'll throw in there would be passion. And again, if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, whether it's trading real estate or what business you're in, if you don't have that innate passion from the heart, it probably won't work. You know, I see some people come into the business and they, they run really hard and very money focused, money driven. And then, um, you know, they do well for two, three years and then they disappear. My feeling is that that's the holy grail right there. You must love what you do. You must like to do the process every single day. Yeah. In it for the transaction. 
Yeah, I would say that, you know, you, you hear some people say they live, breathe, eat, sleep, real estate. And you know what, if, 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 if you like what you're doing and you do have that passion for it, it's not work. And so, yes, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm involved in my head. I'm thinking real estate all the time, 24 seven. Uh, but again, it's not work to me. So I, if you don't look at it as work, if you look at it as fun and you're helping people and you're accomplishing things, the money always does follow. You, um, you do a lot of branding. You got a great brand. Love the brand. Um, it's, um, completely recognizable. I mean, I don't, I mean, I used to live where you live, but I drive down into Oakville now and I'm like, Oh, there's Dan's car, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's such, um, iconic brand that you've created. And, but you've also done other things. I mean, you sponsor your big support of the arts. I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think, um, we have a real philanthropic twist to what we do. And that too comes from the heart. I just am in a position now that I work locally and uh, we've had some good years to the point where now we don't mind putting time and resources back into the marketplace that has supported us over the years. So uh, yeah, there's probably about eight or nine different charities and fundraisers that we, uh, we touch. Um, I have uh, at the Oakville center for the performing arts. I have the Dan Cooper concert series and, I've always had a real affinity for music. And so that's been a really nice uh, pastime for me where we put on maybe 20 different uh, acts per year where we have a lot of bands come. And, and, and lately we've tried to kind of uh, uh, combine the two where we, we raise money for a local charity at the same time. So like last year in September, I had three 80s bands do a night at the Oakville Center. It was a great night, like bands like uh, The Spoons and The Box. Images in Vogue, fantastic bands. And we raised $10,000 that night for the Royal LePage Shelter Foundation. So we're having fun, but yet we're giving back at the same time. And I'm sure there's some goodness that comes out of that from a, from a business perspective. When you look at the accolades and everything that you've accomplished, were there hard times? <laughs> You know, my wife, my wife was listening to the podcast. She goes, you know, you need to get inside. And what, like, what were the hard times? Where, like, wh because we, when, I know when we moved up here to Barry Dan, I didn't know anyone. And we, I mean, we, get, we worked our butts off, but there were, it wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, and so what, you had hard times in this business, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you could argue every day is a hard time because you're, you know, you list to last and you're only as good as your last sale. I mean, there's a lot of slogans out there, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have to keep the uh, the train moving and uh, you got to keep everything in momentum. So um, it's that kind of true authentic sales business that you just have to keep driving every single day. And you can make it easier if you do the right things during the days and you have a system systems in place and, and, and a contact management system and full CRM, if you do all that. And, and the big thing I think is just having great relationships with your people, because if you like, I've got families that I've dealt with for 30 years and we've done like maybe eight, nine trades over those 30 years. And that's cool. So there is referral business that comes into it. And the larger percentage your referral business is, the easier the business is. And at the same time, um, you know, it's, it's just having fun in the business and, 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 and re relating with people. So if, if, if you've got a good steady uh, group of people in your database that you keep going back to, then that's all you need. You don't need to hunt down new clients on a daily basis. If you, once you grow a database and you nurture and take care of that database, that's probably all you need.
Is there a size that you'd recommend? Well, to be honest, uh, in my database, I probably have over, t- uh, you know, up to 15,000 people in that. But the, a, a true database could be as low as 250 people. All you need, like if you have 250 people that you're communicating with on a regular basis, that is all you need. So it's not like you got to go into Toronto and try and own Toronto. You know, take a little segment of that and, and have a farm area and, and really relate to one section of town and people will come back to you and you'll, you'll be the resident expert in that neighborhood. So it doesn't have to be big. You just have to really own that particular sector. When you look at online lead generation, you know, the way people look for residential real estate today, um, is that part of your mechanism? And Yeah, yes, because uh, especially now with, uh, with us going through a, a complete shift in how uh, everything is perceived, uh, the new normal is going to be a little different. And everybody's getting used to being more online. Um, I'm spending a big chunk of my day on Zoom meetings, uh, you know, virtual, virtual meetings, virtual reality almost to a certain degree. And, 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 but in, in fairness, through these Zoom meetings, you can have beautiful, in-depth, personal conversations with people just like you and I are today. Like, how good is this? Amazing. So, this is a classic one-to-one. So if you spent your day doing, I don't know, 10 meetings, 20-minute meetings with your database, uh, boy, you know, we didn't do this before. And so take advantage of the technology that has been provided us and run with it. And it's not going away. So you're just going to see more online meetings and sessions. You know, you're probably going to see less air travel. Why fly to Vancouver to meet people when you can do a Zoom meeting? And, you know, it's a, it's a much more productive uh, use of your time. What I'm experiencing now is that this is um, very personal. It's very intimate. I'm not distracted by other things. Like I, I'm very present with you, not just because it's the podcast, but anyone I've had a meeting with on Zoom, I'm very present to them. I'm not looking around. I'm here. And I think that it does provide an avenue to increase that connectivity with someone. If you look yeah. at them, if you look at... They're not going away. No, they're not. I mean, we started using them about a year and a half ago with clients in the city that were coming up here. And it was a great way for us to communicate, to get to know each other um, over time and without coming up right away. You know, listen, a lot of agents out there today are saying farming's dead. You know? door knocking, we're not going to be able to do anymore. Um, if someone was to start today, would you recommend they, they pick an area and just concentrate on that area? Well, that's, that's one of the uh, topics we discussed today in my meeting. I have a small team. I have 12 agents and I have uh, four admin. So it's a, it's a small team, but very productive. <clears throat> so a big portion of my day is you know, helping others because I believe in the quality, not the quantity. So if I can make my agents more accountable, more productive, it's better for all of us. But one of the meeting, one of the questions that came up today was, well, can I door knock? And yes, you can practice social distancing. You can knock on the door and stand six feet away and have a, an intelligible conversation with somebody and get somewhere. And I guess if somebody is concerned, they're not going to answer the door anyways. And we're, we're getting towards the end of this. So this is week eight, right? Right. And so all the news is positive. I mean, I read a report last night that basically summed it all up that over 82% of the cases are attributed to nursing homes and old age retirement homes. And 
That being the case, if you divide that through by the Canadian population of 35 million people, your chances of getting COVID are probably 0.002%. So again, we have to look at this as a bit of a setback in the marketplace. Much like we saw in 08, we had a few quarters of a downwardly, a downwardly moving economic uh, marketplace, but it bounced back. It went down and it came back within six months. Whereas uh, right now we got a bit of a setback, but it really hasn't had an impact on pricing. Not that I've noticed. Um, we're doing deals, uh, full virtual sales we're doing right now. And, and, and typically there are multiple bids going over list. Uh, Toronto Real Estate Board is saying prices may be up a percentage point. I mean, we're talking that, you know, people aren't listing the same way they were right now. Everybody's waiting for some good news. So there's a lot of real estate to be transacted that is waiting. We're waiting for some good news from the government to suggest that, okay, you know, restrictions are waived or being lifted and now we can get back to business. But everybody has to buy and sell and transact for a million different reasons. So I find every year I do more or less the same amount of business, but I do it at different times in the year depending on little things like this, you know, market events. Uh, so we are not going to have a spring market like we had, but we're going to have a crazy early summer market. Don't you think June, July, and August is going to be insane? Yeah, you know, I, so I have this conversation pretty much daily now with people and I am um, the, the amount of internet inquiries that we get on a daily basis are extraordinary. Um, and that's how we entered this market space was that in that way. Um, and the amount of people in the last two days that have sent in inquiries on properties or even on our pay-per-click Google ads. And I just can't believe the volume. So yeah. the demand is there. My only thought is that from the job situation and mortgage qualifications, you know, will that cause some kind of challenge in the market um, after the mortgage deferral programs go away in November? That's what I'm interested in. Well, you're right. It's going to be tough slugging for a while. I mean, it's going to take probably a couple of years to get back to a real relative normal. But, you know, again, if, if I think people are uh, starting to transact in real estate, the market's going to come back to a large degree. The big bonus we have right now is interest rates are so low. And so people that do qualify... And that's what I would be doing right now. If I was a consumer, I would be doing everything in my power to make sure I qualify. So as soon as uh, we get the green light, you're out there first in line, taking advantage of an opportunity because the market is still much in balance. Don't you think, you know, we've got people wanting to sell and buy. There's no real distress out there. I mean, if you want to sell your house tomorrow when everybody's waiting on the sidelines, yeah, you may take a bit of a hit, but Possibly not. If you if you hire the right agent and do the right marketing, you know, and take advantage of technologies, maybe you'll be spoiled because the last few deals we did just last week went all above list price in multiple bids. So, like, where's the distress in that? There doesn't seem to be any distress that we've experienced up here. I mean, I mean, when you look at the number of transactions, sir, volume has decreased. However, we're not seeing pricing decrease, and um, and that's basically due to social distancing, you know? So we're down 59% in terms of volume, um, which is better than Toronto. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, I'm hearing numbers out of Toronto, like close to 70%, 69, 70%. But again, it's, it's, it's a short term blip. Yeah. And that was based in April when things were kind of peaking on the, on the negative side, but you know, it's, it's going to bounce back. And I'm, I'm the eternal optimist and I'll be the first, you know, transact in real estate because there, there's no reason to take a break, but you do have to alter how you do business. 
And uh, again, make technology your friend. You know, it's and, and you, you mentioned pay per click. Absolutely. You know, uh, Google. You know, we we spend a lot of money on that, and it really does make the phone ring. And I still send out fifty thousand flyers a month uh, through Canada Post. And wow. you're right, people don't read the newspaper the same way they do. But you know, they're still going to look at a jumbo flyer that shows up in their mailbox or their super mailbox. So you just have to look at what's working and take advantage of that. But definitely online, you know, the Google pay-per-click is uh, you want to be on the first page of anyone's search. We, we know that, right? A hundred percent. You know, that's something we haven't done. We haven't done any flyer campaigns and um, mainly focused online. Um, but for us to grow and scale, that's an area that we have to do because I'm still seeing the top producers like yourself and others still participating in that marketing style. And, um, the people that seem to be have a well-rounded marketing approach to real estate seem to be the ones that are hitting those peak numbers. If you were to give somebody starting um, today, never mind COVID, let's not even discuss COVID, because um, I agree with you. I think the market's um, going to come roaring back. What does an agent have to do today? To become a, a Dan Cooper. <clears throat> well, I, I think you have to treat it like a business. This isn't a part-time uh, occupation. You, you can't, you got to be all in. And so you have to embrace it and run with it make sure you're a thought leader. You got to know your facts and figures and be the specialist in that given neighborhood. Uh, and again, you know, uh, I, I'm the first to leverage my, uh, my processes. I mean, I, I think you want to you want to build out your team as quick as you can, and not everybody's good at everything. And the typical old real estate model was one agent did it all, and you can't. And <clears throat> back in the days, you know, you always heard that concept burnout because this one agent working seven days a week with no life obviously got burnt out all the time, and then his business would suffer. But these days, you know, hire all the spaces that you you're not good at or what your weaknesses are and, and hire people that are as good as and better than you and surround yourself with the right positive motivated people. And uh, then it starts to happen. And again, as I said, treat it like a business and, and don't be scared to invest in your business. So you, you know, you have to spend money to make money. And I think in the beginning you have to spend a lot of money to get your presence out there. And if you look at any of these top agents out there, I mean, they're all spending cash because you have to be a household name. You have to get your brand in front of other people. And you know, the, obviously the Google, uh, the virtual tours, you know, anything online works, but that's why I said my flyers is still good because the, in the, the older population still reads the physical paperwork that comes through their home. So you just got to figure out who's, who are my, who's my buying public and make sure you're getting marketing concepts out to them on a daily basis. If, um, is there a percentage that you would put back into the business for some of these um, that you could advise some of us? Is it 20, 30% of your revenue back into advertising marketing? Well, I, I'd go higher. I'd probably say 50%. I, I would invest a lot of money in the beginning to become a household name and then you can lay off a little bit, but you have to get some traction because it's a very crowded workspace right now. And I, how many agents do you have in Barry? I mean, in the Toronto Real Estate Board, we're what, 55,000 agents? Yeah, so I think just when you look at Simcoe County, you're probably around 2,000 agents, um, but 40, you know, 40% of deals are done by Toronto agents. Yeah, 
No, we're probably 10,000 people coming up and playing in the game. Yeah, and everybody, everybody's an agent. Everybody takes a piece of your income. But uh, again, as you said, after setbacks and pandemics and so on, you know, a lot of these agents may choose to leave the business. But the strong always will survive. And uh, this is a time to really shine. You know, take, this, take these few weeks of downtime so you can reposition your business, work on your business, not in it, and, uh, and get creative. And, and really redo your database and refine things and, and, and spend time up close and personal with the key people that mean something that are going to send you business. And, and don't be scared to ask for the business because, uh, you know, what we're going through right now is short lived and, you know, within weeks we're back at it. So. And is that how you're getting, are you getting ready now to go right back at it? Yeah, we never really left. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I had some downtime like everybody else. I mean, I can't landscape my house any more than I have. I, I, I've, I've cleaned every twig off the, off the lawn about 10 times. But uh, more importantly, you know, it's given me a chance to sort of deal with my staff and create some new projects and just look at the business from a slightly different perspective and figure out what is the new now so we can be there first. Right. and uh, offer the latest products and tools and resources so we can survive in the, new, uh, in the new reality. Is there anything that you would do differently after, you know, 30 years in the business if you were starting today? Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I could probably write a book on that, but no, most of it. I'd read that book. <laughs> most of it's been really good, and I think you just have to be, self-motivated, be a self-starter and get up every day and think how you want to take on the world and, and sell real estate. And the big thing is relationship building, you know, work your database and talk to a lot of people and let them know, don't be scared to let people know that what you're doing and what your occupation is. And, you know, that's, uh, it doesn't matter what the marketplace is like, you know, that's what you do to survive. And, you know, right now we have an opportunity uh, to embrace technology more than we ever did. And so, you know, there's so, there, there's so many online meetings and, and, and uh, seminars so you can get boned up on Instagram so you can, you know, just do so much more. But we're, we're trying to develop al algorithms right now so we can get a lot more up close and personal with their database so we can offer them more products because, you know, with, with interest rates the way they are, everybody should own an investment property. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're looking at uh, getting to know our people well enough that we understand what their financial integrity is. So when the time is right, we want to make sure that they know that they should probably be investing more in real estate as opposed to, say, the stock market. Because, you know, long term, real estate has done so much better. And even if you look back the last 20 years, on average, real estate's done, what, 5%, 6% per year based on inflation. So it's a good space to be in. And a lot of people don't realize that the equity they have sitting in their houses can be used and leveraged and, uh, for investment real estate. And so now is the time to do that because everybody that owns a home probably should buy another house and have that investment. I agree with that. I think 30% of people out there today don't even have a mortgage. Um, so it's a lot of equity sitting there not being used. Um, not helping them out in any way. I mean, the only thing that's going to help them at the end of the day is to pay for long-term care. Yeah. Call it off. Right. Yeah. And when I was a financial planner, that's what we advised. Right. Yeah. That's all it's there for. It's shelter. It's not, yeah. it's not being used to, it should be used to generate more wealth for, for a legacy for family. 
Um, what drives you every day, Dan? So, you know, operating at the level that you operate. I mean, what drives you to continue in this crazy business? Well, I think it's just the uh, the passion that I have for the business. I mean, I mean, we all have bills to pay and stuff like that. The same old, but uh, I don't know. Just uh, I just I just have that burning desire to to find new ways to sell real estate uh, better every single day. Um, I think it's just my in, inborn drive. You know, it's it, it comes from within, um, and and most people I think have it, or at least identify it at some point because it's like anything, you know, whatever you're good at, if, if eventually you have enough passion into that business, the money will follow. And the nice, the nice thing about real estate is it's got a nice uh, commission tag attached to it. So, I mean, if you're going to sell something, you might as well sell real estate, but you got to be really, really good at it because there is so much competition. When you look, you know, I had a, a great conversation with a broker about a month and a half ago and he said, um, we chatted about agents or, and performance. And he said, Rich, it's either you got it or you don't. You can't teach it. it it's, 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 it's either in you or it's not. And, yeah. I, and I don't know if I agree with that. I think that, but I'd love to know your take on that. It, can success be in the real estate business be, be taught? Well, it's true that you know, to a certain degree, maybe you do have it, but a lot of people don't realize what they do have. They've never had that opportunity. Like, like, look, look at, uh, uh, singers, you know, until you start singing, you may not know if you have a voice or not, but it's the same thing about real estate. Uh, you, you got to get it these days. If you're getting into the business, you probably want to join a team because to do it on your own, it's, it's almost impossible because the competition is so acute. So if you can be part of a very productive team and get to know the business, then you will learn uh, and realize what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And, and it's the same with my staff, uh, any agents I have, you know, I really utilize and leverage off their strengths. So, and again, not everybody does this business from the same angle. You know, you can sell real estate many different ways, but it's just identifying what works and what doesn't and, and, and use the team approach. So I'm always looking for new talent. Maybe I'll move back to Oakville. I would love to have you. Uh, I would love to work with you. And so, uh, hey, I love that conversation. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We, we, we have uh, families in Niagara. Uh, we've, you know, lots of friends and uh, people down in Burlington, Oakville. We always thought to go back, but kids have us rooted now in Barrie. So here we'll stay. Um, I did want to touch base a little bit on the iBuyer programs in the U.S. Um, where someone you know, big corporations are pooling money and, and transacting in real estate um, and buying direct. Um, do you see that? Like Zillow, I know, is doing that in the United States, open door. Do you ever see that style of business coming up here to Canada? Well, I think we have to be concerned about it and cognizant of the fact that that is a, a major shift in how business is done. And there's no reason why it won't be employed or at least tried here. And so all the more reason to be on your game and make sure you're treating it like a business now, because uh, yes, the, the Zillows of the world are out there and, you know, we have so many discount brokers are all taking a piece of the pie uh, with limited success, mind you. How many homes do I list where they tried privately with a discount broker for a while and it doesn't work, but you know, it's, it, you have to be again, fully invested a hundred percent of the time. Otherwise someone's going to take it from you. Do you see a major shift in how the consumer transacts in our lifetime? Uh, most definitely. You know, I, I think we're uh, commissions are getting eroded on a daily basis 
and uh, the whole way real estate is transacted is is being tested. I don't think the real estate agent is going to be replaced in the in the in the near future because you know something of that magnitude, price wise, people want to look, touch, feel, walk through, get to know, understand, and appreciate, and then have a relationship with an agent, and then go forth and buy it. So <clears throat> as time goes by, you see real estate agents becoming a lot more uh, learned and, you know, um, and they're educated and, and they, they certainly have many things to offer. And it's much like lawyers, you know, lawyers aren't going to be replaced overnight. But, you know, even with lawyers, there's a lot of websites where you can go online and ask your legal question and get the answer. So I think everything is going to get tested and it's going to be under review. So you have to have your act together. Otherwise, uh, the new reality and may not be your friend. Fair enough. Fair enough. I always wondered about the model up here for the iBuyer programs, but our price points are pretty high. And I think it's, it's a bit more difficult to put that capital together to purchase, you know, your $3 million Oakville place or Rosedale in Burlington. I mean, that's just doesn't seem feasible with the price points that we have here in Canada. Um, when you look at, a team, what were the qualities that someone needs to look at if they are going to join a team? Because I know a lot of people who try to start a team. I know how difficult it is to start a team. And I know a lot of people go into the team and become disgruntled and come back as an individual agent. So what qualities should someone look for? Well, it's funny because when I got into the business, there really were no teams. And I, I think I was probably one of the first agents to start the team concept. And now you look back and think, wow, I, all it is is teams. If you look at the top, yeah. you know, um, all the most productive agents, they all have huge support teams. In fact, uh, the number one agent at Royal LePage right now probably has 30 agents and, you know, 15 admin staff. And, you know, like it's completely different the way we're doing it. Like they are their own brokerage. So I think these days you just have to make sure that you uh, really understand the business. And, and uh, I don't know, it's, again, it's a certain type of person. If you're really good at sales, if you're self-driven and you're self-motivated, uh, then you too can sell real estate. And I always say that there's always room for one more agent at the top. There's always room for a new superstar. And every day you see new people coming out from a slightly different perspective, doing something different online, and they're getting followers. And so during this uh, downtime that we're uh, witnessing right now, I see a lot of new agents coming up with creative ideas that are going to take, take over the marketplace. Um, you know, with Roy LePage, there's a, there's a younger agent in Toronto called Tom Story, and he's really into video marketing, and uh, he's getting a real following. And uh, now he's, uh, you know, being interviewed on... Uh, breakfast TV and things like that. And he looks great. So, uh, he, you know, and who knew Tom story five years ago, right? But you, know, you got these younger millennials, they're going to start kicking ass. So it's fun to see. You have such a positive attitude and nothing phases you. The market doesn't seem to have phased you. Competition doesn't seem to phase you. What's, how did you get that mindset? I you guess a lot. You have a coach. Like what's the magic sauce here, Dan? Well, you know, coaches are good because you always want to have a third party perspective. You want to have like, you know, like you, Richard, you know, you're a very upbeat guy with a real strong message, you know, like hanging around with like people that are positive and innovative and creative. I mean, that's what we want these days. 
I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen many markets, but at the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't matter what I think. The market's not going to change or react because of me being in or out of the business. You have to learn how to react and work within the marketplace that's provided you. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, like, uh, you know, like it, in Canada, like we're so blessed and lucky to be living here. I mean, it's probably one of the better places in the world to be right now. And so we have as much opportunity as anybody. We have a lot of immigration coming into the GTA. So that's just providing huge opportunity for us. I mean, look at real estate for the last 20 years has basically been up. And here I am talking about how we're in a pandemic, but yet prices haven't been affected. What do you think that means in a couple months from now? 100%. I mean, there's no inventory. So there's going to be all this demand and it's going to be mayhem very, very shortly. So get out there and get organized, right? You know, join that team and, and wake, wake, wake up and, and make some dough. I mean, the opportunity is there for all of us. I love it. It's an amazing message. I appreciate you very much. If anyone wanted to reach out to you, is there a good way for them to do that that you would prefer? Because I'm well, sure you're going to get some co people want to talk to. Well, my, uh, my direct email is dan at dancooper.com. And uh, yeah, I'm more than happy to uh, field questions and talk to people and, and, and find talent. So the door is always open, Richard. And uh, it's been great talking to you. Um, your questions have been fantastic. And uh, I like what you're doing as well. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for spending some time. Please continue to serve people to the best of your ability. You're amazing at what you do. And uh, hopefully one day we'll replicate your success up here. Wow. Thank you. Pleasure. All mine. I appreciate it very much, Dan. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.